0: Welcome to Adventures in Airbnb Superhosting with Regina, the artist, and Jay, the IT guy. Join us as we navigate our Airbnb business in the beautiful state of Colorado. We are Airbnb ambassadors and superhost entrepreneurs longing to travel the world and create beautiful, safe, and sacred spaces for our guests. Our passion and expertise for cultivating unique and unforgettable guest experiences consistently results in raving five-star reviews. We'll provide comprehensive guidance for all the necessary nuts and bolts of this business so you can have the same success. We're pulling back the curtain and giving a behind-the-scenes look at all our rewarding triumphs and unexpected missteps. While there is no perfect formula, you'll learn from our experiences as well as our tips, resources, and tutorials to help guide you on your path to hosting and creating beautiful spaces. So come on in. Here we go.
1: Allie, it's so great to see you. I'm so excited to, or we, oh, I Thank can you. speak for myself. I am so excited to have this conversation. You have some amazing questions. And as per usual, Jay and I are just kind of making it up as we go along and we can share our own journey and our own thoughts and there's nothing set in stone. And so we love the process of brainstorming and just the conversation around Airbnb. Um, so, Jay?
2: So yeah, I just want to introduce myself to whoever may be listening or watching. I'm Jay. I'm an IT guy.
3: I'm Regina. I'm an artist.
2: And Allie, do you want to introduce yourself in whatever way you want to introduce yourself?
3: Sure. My name's Allie. I'm a special education high school teacher who is dabbling into the world of real estate investing.
2: The first question that I heard was, like, is it worth it? Like, how much juice do you get for the squeeze? It sounds like a lot of work. Obviously, it is a lot of work, and like, yeah, what what do we get out of it? Is that yeah, fair? that
3: that's correct. And you could be as vague or specific as you want. I mean, hearing like your monthly nets, like that would that's always helpful for me too, based mm-hmm. on like the property that you have.
2: Yeah, so like the properties we have, how much those cost us, like the setup, the the like, um. So that that would be the first place I would start. Is it, it is like a big barrier to entry. So it's like a lot of energy to get it going. And then it feels a lot more downhill. Um, But it is, it's a big setup, I would say. So to overlap this with how we got into it, we first started airbnb the house we lived in. And so like that barrier to entry, that like taking a house that has nothing in it and setting the whole thing up from like nothing to Airbnb, we didn't have to do that in our first one. Because we were, we were just living in a beautiful house. Um, and so yeah, I can give a lot of credit to to Regina because she is a nester. Like she cannot function unless she is living in beauty and constantly creating beauty. And then once that beauty's there, we need to change the beauty. And there's beauty in that change. So like it it is a lot, and that's one of the first things I realized when we got um, we had had known each other, been friends forever, then we got married. I was like, I need to somehow harness this power because Regina puts so much life force, so much of like, so much of her her energy into making a beautiful space like that. And that's a a natural baseline thing to do. So yeah, to get started when we had our own home, this is our first home that we owned. We had got a real fixer upper unique opportunity. (laughs)
1: That's how we could afford house. to buy our first house, is it was pretty trashed. Um,
2: and so we'd done, we had already done some remodeling, so that that's a really helpful skill um, to know some things about houses and like actually all that elbow grease. Uh, we needed to have that in order to like launch us in the way that we did it into doing Airbnb because
1: we couldn't just move into like a beautiful. Done house like we needed to have like
2: maybe in like
1: taken out a kitchen that was like original you know to the 1980s and um you know and Jay and I are naturally like here's what could be here's what's possible in this space um
2: to make those things work so what we found the first um uh, year that we tried it was 2019 and we had loved to travel and we were paying people to come stay at our house and like house it for us which was like an extra exp- an, an added expense to go traveling and we're just this like when we first looked at it could we do airbnb like that's the thing and one would would that work for like us um to have someone in our space um and two who would want to like come live where where we are. We're We're in in Lafayette. We're in
1: like a a a suburb of a suburb. suburb. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. outside. We're not like
1: somewhere cool. We're not like on Main Street, you know, in like Boulder. Like that's what I thought Airbnb, like, oh, we're looking for something like super accessible to the museums and to like nightlife. And we just live in a neighborhood with like, you know, people who have kids and they're jumping on trampolines and
2: Stuff like that. So then I also looked up on Airbnb. I was just kind of doing comps, right? Like, okay, what do people get per night in Lafayette? And there were people with a two or three bedroom house that were like $80 a night. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense for us to do Airbnb. And that's what that was our first look. So come full circle to 2019, we're like, let's just try it.
1: And I, and I was- Let's just try it yeah and, and i had a friend who was like you can't have an airbnb because and she didn't say it like that she was like mm, no airbnb is not for you because you're so particular about your space you like everything perfect um and it's so nice and when she says so nice it's like i have crystal glasses we have crystal glasses like behind glass cabinets like it's nothing like super duper expensive um but it's beautiful right like I love vintage stuff so how so whether or not it's worth it I mean the big answer is yes, yes. yeah it is and when the we listed it and within less than 48 hours we had four bookings Which right away told us that our prices weren't high enough. Um, And they were all for holidays, right? So we learned right away, like 4th of July, when the softball tournament is in Boulder, the Grateful Dead concert, and Memorial Memorial Day, Day and like, you know, the CU graduation. So we were like, oh, okay. So we learned a lot of like things kind of like the hard way, but- when somebody like goes to book your place, well, I'll use I statements. Um, I like cried when the first person booked our house, because I was like, no. And I still like, I think it's only kind of now where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Somebody booked the house, but it's because I've like detached enough But when yeah. we were like, oh, somebody's going to pay us $800 to stay in our house. And now I'm like, mm, $2,200 yeah. for like a week.
2: I, I think there was maybe there was part of like growing into that. But there's also part of like, we went to Europe for a month in Christmas like we are now like drinking some of that juice, right? Like we've been squeezing all this stuff, putting all this effort in and now like, okay, here, here comes some of that benefit. And so it is it is a, a growing a journey to path and um, it it takes a while, you know, like anything in real estate it takes a little while to get going.
3: So if I had
1: to sum it up, I would say, absolutely it's worth it, especially if you have a place that you can go um, that's free. You know when somebody's Airbnb being your home because most like like for us we make more than our mortgage and the the cost of everything that we put into our home every
2: month by like you know two three four times depending on the month.
3: Wait, can you go over those numbers again? I'm sorry, what? So we live in, so I'll just, I'll just share
1: our 300 home.
2: And I I would say it would, would be our first home, our first home, right. We had to go somewhere, right. We have a house, but we put it up and we're like, all right, so we're just bouncing around people's basements and, you know, we have four bookings. It's like, all right, well, you know, we'll get set up. We'll have those four bookings, but then every week or two, people would book it out. We were home less than three weeks that first year.
1: So I'm like, okay, we're moving home. Oh no, it got booked again. Okay. Like, and I'm like back and forth. We have two dogs. They're very high need. <laughs> or maybe I'm just high provisional. So like, I'm just packing up like all my tinctures and all my pillows and all the dog stuff and everything moving around all the time. And our home Basically, like our goal is to earn between six and eight thousand dollars a month
3: per house. Net or gross? Gross. Mm -hmm.
2: Gross. And so, you know, that's gross. Two two fifty a night booked every night. So some nights are higher than that. And it's not booked every single night of the month.
1: And it's a three, it, it's, well, it sleeps six, basically. So three bedrooms, two baths.
2: And that's, yeah, that's. A
1: beautiful yard.
2: What we found a sweet spot. Regina loves to garden. So that's all garden, all that's out there. But, you know, that first year we're living in basements and we're, we're making money. we we
1: allow pets which we allow dogs which is huge people will pay
2: in colorado especially in colorado
1: to bring their pet we have pet policies but i i really think that that's a huge part of why we are so successful um is we allow dogs however like in the townhouse we did not allow dogs we managed a friend's townhome that he had set up as a, um,
2: he, he built town home. It. it was a model home. It was a model home. And so it was just kind of left over and they needed to own it still for like liability stuff, legal stuff. And so, so just, just sitting there empty for.
1: Yeah, but it had like, it had like decor, you know, it was all like this fancy decor. But so we fit it out with like mattresses and paper towels and, you know. Window like,
2: hangings and everything a kitchen needs, you know, forks. It's like a home. Yeah.
1: And you know, it averaged between five and ten thousand dollars a month.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say about seventy five hundred average. Mm-hmm. That had a great location, but it was also near train tracks. So there are all these interesting quirks. Like everything is its own thing, it feels like in a lot of ways. Um
1: so yeah, you can make a shit ton of money.
2: If and and you if you know, do it right. I think one of the things that and I mean say was like. So yeah, before I get to that, I think as Regina was just saying, things that really help us, um, we allow dogs. We are in this pretty central location. Like when people look at a map of like the Denver metro area, they're like, oh, this this thing is near all the things. It's not far away from me. This is this pretty central place. Um,
1: yeah, we're like twenty minutes to Denver. I, 20 I, minutes I think about where it is. Regina has
2: amazing customer service skills, having done weddings like. You know, that's like the, the absolute black belt of all customer service is like dealing with people on their wedding and dealing with people after their wedding, it turns out too. <laughs> um, Specifically that's mothers. And then Regina's a photographer, makes a beautiful home, makes beautiful pictures. And there is this like wow factor. Like if you click through Airbnb photos, it's like, oh, oh, oh. like look at that thing. So all of those things come together and really help. And we are at this point, Um, uh, a little bit more than twice as high as the average Airbnb rental in our city. So there's a lot of things. That's a big part of like what we're talking about doing for Airbnb is like here is a system and it is a lot of work and there is investment in it. Um, And here are the rewards. Like when, if we need to drop our price, we are still like much, much nicer place to be than any of the other places in Lafayette. So if if things get you know slow, we, we drop our price some and people still book it reliably all year long.
1: And we don't have to book it, right? Like we're very particular about who we let book. We're very like careful about screening because it's our homes and we live like we're close to our neighbors and we can't have somebody trashing our house. Like this is not we care. Um so, so the,
2: the next place I was gonna go, but well, you might have another idea, was this like, okay, like I'm I'm getting started. I have I, the word you used, I think, was like a, a moderate income, right? Like you're a teacher, right? You're getting started. You're in the like getting getting on the ladder phase of welcome to capitalism and adulting. It's like I I totally get that. So we also want to be able to talk to people who are just interested in doing it and be like, here's all the levels that we see and all the ways that we have done it. You don't have to be a homeowner. Right. You don't have to. Do you have to? Not everyone has to. Do you own your
3: own home, Allie? No, we rent an apartment. We're actually hoping to buy our first home this fall. Okay. Mm -hmm. We will probably start in the thousand square foot two bedroom townhome, but we're hoping to do the same, like all we could afford is something that's really small and nice or something that's larger and not as nice and we'll have to fix it. Yeah.
2: And and find ways to fix it. So
1: when you're looking, make sure that you don't get something with an HOA that's going to inhibit your ability to Airbnb. Yeah,
3: the problem with that is like to get a home, like a standalone home, that doesn't have an HOA, the prices are exorbitant. Like you cannot. So, and it's something that we potentially, you know, it's like our, our, I'm gonna say it it when and not if, like when we buy our second property, maybe that won't have an HOA, but unfortunately like we wanna get into it and just own to just own, even if we like have some limitations.
1: Well, and they might like not all HOAs uh preclude.
2: Yeah, there are they're, uh, I've heard of there're not many, but I have heard of one um that is like, yeah, we're we're short-term friendly because we get it. We're we're not one of those HOAs. We, you know, we're we're an HOA to like, hey, you got to do your your Airbnb responsibly, but we will also allow you to do it. So there, there are those things. There are, so we can just spitball some ideas here and then circle back and maybe move on to another question. So the, the things that come to my mind are, if you're looking to buy a home, the uh, the down payment was the biggest hurdle for us, right? Have like, oh, you just have tens of thousands of dozens of thousands of dollars laying around. Um, that's what you're going to need to buy a home. 50, 60, $80,000. Now, one of that, that is a hard hurdle to get over. Now, the next hurdle is not quite as bad where it's like, okay, here's going to be your monthly payment on this mortgage. And let's see your income, right? We do the ratios. We see what you can afford. What we found is that different mortgage brokers have different lending products that they can offer you, which have different rules. And so you could say something like, yeah, we're getting the single family home that has a carriage house. It has a house in the back. And here is the lease. We're going to make $2,000 a month. That $2,000 a month can go towards um, the total mortgage payment. So then if you had those two things on that property, you know, a place you could live in a full house, maybe you live in the small house and the full house is something that you rent out, um, that's something that mortgage companies can look at and be like, oh, okay, well, we see you can afford 2,000 and this mortgage is 3,000, but you're going to get 1,500 in rent. You have a lease for that. So, okay, we can make that work.
3: Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, that's a big, but that's a big jump, right? That's jumping into the deep end of the pool.
1: But that's, that was how we bought our second house was we didn't think, I mean, we, I didn't even know if we would ever buy our first house, like, but we, and much less a second house. But what we did is when you showed that we had been Airbnb-ing our house, we showed that income and then, well, actually, actually what we ended up doing was I bought, we took me off the title of our first house and I bought my own home as a first time home buyer.
2: And first-time home buyer program. 3%, oh, 3% yeah. down. That's so, what
1: we're
3: counting on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: And so we can we can get you in touch with people that, that we like and respect and obviously talk to, you know, our lenders that you know, Amazing. but it's 5% down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big leverage in, right? And that's awesome. If you're trying to get a house and houses are going up and it really is not awesome if everything goes upside down. So right now, uh, the tide is rising with houses, and things are slowing down and changing. But it has been an awesome ride to be on right now. So that when you talk about a townhome, I would just open up the the idea to be like, well, if we found the right property, we could live in a townhome space and have a space that we could Airbnb, and then you know the the, the numbers for Airbnb right are two, three, four times your mortgage, and so you're cash flowing like right off the bat now. That's if you own the thing. So I think there is also a space for what we do is just manage them.
1: So our neighbor um, was like, hey, I see that you guys are airbnb We wanna go visit our family um, in Canada for a month. Would you Airbnb our house? So we have two different houses for people that it's their house and we are just Airbnb hosting. So we manage their whole situation and we send an invoice every month for 20% of their gross. And we do all the stuff for it.
2: So that is another like entry level. If you have energy and are interested in doing it, that, that is a like a much lower hurdle, right. To get in, you don't have to have tons of money and you get that experience. And, um,
1: and you get hosting like,
2: you, um, you build, experience. you bit,
1: you can build Redans. your, um, right your, whatever it's called. You can build your hosting, air
2: Airbnb reviews, and your hosting your management status business. or whatever. And so there's ways to do that, right? Where if someone like our neighbors have a house, hey, we want to do Airbnb, and you just put that out there to your network. Hey, I do Airbnb for people, and I manage it, and it's awesome. Let's talk. And so if people are anywhere in that zone, right, and it's like getting someone to airbnb their house is like a big funnel and eventually they go down but they who knows where they could be in that funnel like Mm -hmm. our neighbors were like hey we want to try it for a month and uh, boom went really well okay we want to try it for six weeks great hey we want to move out of the state would you do this for us full time
1: and we'll and we want to sell in february Um, actually we're going to wait and sell in August. Actually, we're not going to sell until next year. So we're hoping to buy their house, but like, it's going so well for them, right? They're cash flowing $6,000 a month.
2: There's no reason for them to, to sell their motivation.
1: Right. Wow. And so So, we make fit. We earn about $1,500 a month managing their Airbnb for them.
2: And and that's just that's just the management, right? So cleaners, we don't pay for that. The materials, we don't pay for that. Like they they pay for that, and they're clearing four, five, six thousand dollars a month for doing nothing, having a house. And and as I like to say to homeowners, it's like at the end of an Airbnb stay, and we clean it like that house is ready to be sold, like it is show ready, right? It's like it's ready for staged the next guest.
1: and like and that's that's what I like. Well we, I mean, that's why I don't do long-term rentals because if you think of, like the numbers, I, like I, I was, we were just looking at this for a house that, you know, that was for sale and it was like, okay, the, the mortgage estimated mortgage payment would be like $3,200 for the mortgage. Um, and then the estimated rental price that you could get someone to pay would be like $2,800.
2: Like th- those were leases that he had.
1: And, and it's he it's selling
2: like, it for an amount that was upside down.
1: You can't, you can't long-term rent it for as much as the mortgage is, but we could Airbnb it short-term rental for three times what the mortgage is. And it stays in better shape, right? Because we're highly motivated to like keep it updated. And like, we, I wasn't sure, like, people are like, oh my God, you're making so much money for the first couple of years. And I was like, I'm not sure we're actually making any money because we're putting so much back into the houses. Right. You know, we're redoing the deck, we're redoing the bathroom, we're upgrading this, like the laundry, you know, whatever, like, but what we're doing is we're covering our mortgage and our expenses. We're updating our home and keeping it like in really good condition Um, and we're holding on to our asset
2: Right in Boulder County. Setting ourselves up so that our numbers look like okay we can buy a second home we can buy a third home
1: because we're showing income we're showing as much income as we need to show to be able to afford the next property. Right do you have any questions about this we're just like so so there's,
2: there's a bunch of things out on the table yeah so what
3: yeah, um, oh, I have a list. I want to go back to something you said earlier that you're really specific about who you screen. We just stayed in a really lovely little one bedroom Airbnb condo up in Winter Park, and the selling point was this beautiful hot tub, like this huge ass horseshoe hot tub that, like the whole, like the Winter Park Resort area, like the whole apartment or condo complex had access to. But we had like one other family there at a time at most. Like it was perfect. And that was like the selling point. But I, I mean, I, all my Airbnb experiences have been great and I've never experienced like a screening. So obviously that's not necessarily something that like me as the client knows that I'm going through that. But how do you, how do you screen? Like what, what is your process? Who do you accept? Well, I mean, first of all, we're very, I'm huge on
1: communication Um, and because at the end of the day, like I'm not very good at self-advocating in the moment, like in general, when it comes down to it, I I, like, I want to make everybody feel comfortable, right. Which is why I'm so good at customer service. Cause I am like, sure, sure. Yeah. What do you need? How do you need me to be? What do you need? Um, So I'm big on communicating at the front end of everything. So we're very descriptive. We describe our neighborhood. Um, We're like, you know, we live on site, basically. So like just from our description, we're already like screening people out. Right. So people are already like we I mean, we had somebody come and stay in our house because he Airbnbs his home and some people like came while he was like working out of state for a while and they like totally cooked meth in his house and so he had like not only did he have to have it like what's it what's the word
2: remediation like remediation
1: they had to like so he had to shut down his Airbnb and like just thousands of dollars to like come in and like to his home so he I was like oh he was like I'm just letting Airbnb house know that that's a possibility and I was like do you have any advice? And he's like, you're doing all the stuff. You, you've already like, let people know that you are in a neighborhood, that you live nearby, that you've got, you know, that your neighbors are like paying attention. Um,
2: We tell people we have a doorbell camera. That's something Airbnb requires, right? They want like, Hey, do you have cameras on your property? Yes. Where are they? You
1: have, yeah, you have to, to say that you have, you know, you have to, what's the word? Disclose. Disclose. So we have a doorbell camera um, and I, so we we have instant booking turned on. We didn't always um, and people need to meet the qualifications to be able to instant book um, and they need to have like multiple five-star reviews. And they need to have like submitted their driver's license or like some sort of ID, and some other like one other thing that they have to like do to be able to have the right or the ability to instant book someone's home.
2: That's the Airbnb software.
1: That's the Airbnb software. And so if they don't meet those requirements, they have to request um, to book. and.
2: So we get requests from people who have zero bookings and they're just like, hey, we or want to check in early.
1: They don't have the qual rate. Right? Like they have a four star rating.
2: Three star. Yeah.
1: Anybody with three stars on Airbnb? We don't. They're not allowed. We That's just say, nice. thank you so much for your inquiry. Unfortunately, like, you know, the rating is not high enough to qualify for this particular property. Right. We get kind of like neutral about it um
2: uh there's also a part i think for regina where she and she pointed this out to me she's like here's what i like to do someone will make a request and i don't say yes or no like i'm just gonna like knock that ball back into their court and see what they respond with and uh, well, yeah is it like a, a spidey sense is it regina tingle like she has a sixth sense for like people the language they use, the way that they come across, are they requesting? Do they understand what's going on here? Like you're not entitled to just book this because you want to? Like this is our home, like request to stay here and we'll we'll try and accommodate so you.
1: So if they say something like, coming to visit the area, thanks for letting us book. I'm like, no. Hey, Do thanks you- for your inquiry. Thanks for asking about possibly renting our home please tell us more about your trip to see if you're a good fit for our our home are you bringing any pets
2: and I usually I I do you have family in the area would you be willing to tell us a little bit more about your trip we just want to make sure that you're a good fit for the home and neighborhood
1: I don't ask if they're willing
2: and I probably have non-shaming language drilled into me from shadow works training with Sherry (laughs) where uh, because i i don't want to say like you need to tell us this right i'm not going to just be like i'm going to be like okay no thanks and and see right if, if you're not up. willing
1: to then we don't have to accept your request
2: hey totally understand i hope you find the best place you know an awesome place for your trip this this is not a good fit for you and there i'd say very few of those um usually if we just like let it dangle out there for a while they're they're looking around they're trying to find other places people who ask for discounts regina's no no regina's that's a hard no for regina that's an
1: instant like if somebody is like hey um would you be willing to discount like my instant response is no and then i raise the price i am so instantly that's
3: cutthroat
1: angry
2: uh, that's probably also like wedding photographer
1: artist shrapnel
2: right like do people respect and appreciate my heart I'm putting out this beautiful home like are you're gonna pay full price and you're gonna beg me to pay full price you're be so thankful
1: you're gonna leave me thank you notes you're gonna leave me presents you're gonna leave me like the most amazing review ever like thank you I was telling my sister-in-law this and I was like here's my client oh my God, thank you so much for letting me stay in your beautiful home. It is healing. It is like a spa. It allowed me to like do some deep transformational work. I am so thankful. Here is a box of chocolate. Here is a cash tip. And here's this most amazing. And she was like, "Mm, that's your ideal client. And I'm like, no, that's my client.
2: We, we, We get those. Yeah.
1: That's my client. Like,
2: and so I think that that plays into that, like, how much effort do we put in? There's obviously something more, I'll speak for myself, and my judgment is for Regina also, we get something out of having people love to stay, and the, like, the thankfulness, the thanks that we get. Like, we have really put a lot into this, and it really lands for people, and they're really like, thank you so much. You know, the, the money needs to be there to make it sustainable. But if we weren't getting that, I don't know if this would be sustainable.
1: I, if it I, was
2: just like well-stocked. Being
1: well-paid for something makes me feel, um, it, it feels like an expression of gratitude and value. So that is how I receive a sense of like, this person values what I'm offering. Um, and if I don't feel valued, if I don't feel like what I'm offering is valued, I don't want to be doing it.
2: So that's, that's another like level of, is this worth it? Because that's the way we do it. And that's
3: the artist, right? Like, and so not everybody is doing that. Jay, what you were talking about with Regina at the beginning, when you, when you were like, she just likes to nest and she can't work unless she's in a beautiful space. I was like, If you brought my partner Shane in here right now, he would say almost the exact same thing. Like I was prepping to move into this apartment six months in advance. Like I was planning how we were going to decorate it for cheap. How are we going to get it to look nice? How are we going to get it to like be a welcoming space? How are we going to combine our aesthetics? Like I am not an interior designer. Like that's not what I went to school for. And I have a twin sister and I was always like, she's the artsy one. She's the creative one and just even hearing you talk, I'm having a bit of an epiphany epiphany of like, maybe this is my art, like decorating homes. And like, that is my art. And I mean, I would love to be able to flip homes and just get like, to have practice and have fun because I love like looking at spaces and being like, that is amazing. How did they do that? Or like looking at a space, even these apartments that were not apartments, like townhomes and condos that we're looking at to move into to buy. Like I'm looking at the, like the really crappy pictures and I'm like, we should knock that wall out. Why is there not a bathroom down here? Like we need to change the color. We need to update the carpet. And so like, I know that obviously in Airbnb and running a, a successful business, in that industry, there's so many different skills that you need to have. But the one that I doubt the most in myself is the art. Like, can I make something that people will want to stay in? And so hearing that, like, because I hear like photographer, wedding photographer, I'm like, nope, that's not me. I'm not a photographer. But I have this like, niche, like, really niche hobby and like passion of like, I love looking at Zillow. Like me and my mom will like look at Zillow and be like, "Oh, this place is fun," and we don't even have anywhere to travel. Like those. I mean, like those are the kind of people that are a great fit for this business, who have that perfect like marriage of customer service. I didn't work in the wedding industry. I worked in the coffee industry, and so I worked with people who were at is like, like five a.m. and they're grumpy AF and like they just want their coffee, and I'm like trying to like get their coffee done as fast as possible while like helping them have a good experience while not sacrificing how they're treating me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I did that for most of my college experience. And so it's definitely not on par with wedding and it's in a similar ballpark. So everything that you're saying and like your experience with how much money you're making, the stuff that I've seen before, um, cause I was looking at a rental arbitrage in the fall Um, which for the listeners out there, if this gets anywhere is when you are renting an apartment from a landlord or a home or whatever, and then you're turning around and renting it on Airbnb. And it's really complicated because you have to get the permission of the landlord or the apartment complex or whoever to rent it. And then you're not paying it to yourself. You're paying the rent and then you're getting profit versus like paying to a mortgage. And so I was looking at all of this and I was like, I don't even know if it's worth the money that I'm going to make. So hearing you all talking about this, you're making three times as much as a mortgage, four times as much as a mortgage, like it, it definitely gives me a lot of hope for like options someday. I mean, obviously the first step is buying fingers crossed that that is going to happen, but Mm -hmm. like once we buy, like then we can decide what's the best step forward. And to be honest, I kind of, I've, I felt disheartened about Airbnb because of all the work that goes into it and like being the good like homeowner and being like kind to clients while holding boundaries. Like there's a lot that goes into that. And so hearing that you're it's worth it for you and being transparent about it, you're like, if we didn't make this much money, we don't know if we'd be worth it because the money is important because it's for your life. Like anybody, I mean, I work in an industry in education where people do it for the job and oh, it's so rewarding. I'm like, that's bullshit. It's not enough to make my life good, like on the, on the outside, I'm on a soapbox right now. Anyways, I'm so used to people being like, it's okay if the money isn't that great. But if I was going to go into Airbnb, like I would be doing it for the money. And I don't think there's any shame in that. Because I know, especially
1: when it, because it sounds like to me, Ali, is that it's not just you're doing it for the money. Like it sounds to me Like you're interested in it because you're interested in real estate. You think long and hard. You get excited about how to make your space beautiful, how to make it, you know, just so the way that you're going to really enjoy it. Like you're a space maker. And that's how I describe myself. I'm a space maker, right? I, I,
2: I think that's like a core like audience that we are looking for. People who like, because that's the way we do it. It's not the only way to do it. You've probably been to a lot of Airbnbs. This is a pretty big ballpark, right? They There's a lot some, of ways to do they it. They
1: dropped some Ikea furniture in there and they're like, okay, we're renting it out. Like we've stayed in, we stayed in places like that. Um, and the people that stay in our house are like, or houses now that we have like multiple, they're just like, what? Are you serious? This is amazing. And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah it is. And we like the huge, like, So valid is like, not even validating, but like fulfilling was when we had the fires and people Mm -hmm. lost their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were, I was like, never doing long-term rental, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, okay. And now we're shifting gears because people in our community have lost their homes. They're looking at like months of remediation. And we had some people move in and they were just like, we don't know how to thank you we just moved into a home we didn't move into a hotel room we didn't move into like some crappy like somebody bought a house and like dropped ikea furniture in here like the you know the most cheap basic like you know four forks you know and like maybe mismatched. a
2: bowls and cups <laughs>
1: like maybe and like maybe a salt shaker from the dollar store or whatever but like we just we just moved into a home that has like a hairdryer and a curling iron and uh like tape and stamps and like we can make cookies cuz there's like all the stuff here there's like baking supplies there's the pantry is full like we we stock our homes.
3: Wow,
2: and that goes into that like okay, so yeah, that that does cost us more, and there's no guarantee we're gonna get that back. But that just doesn't. We just yeah, if if we didn't do it the way we do it, we didn't get rewarded for really serving and and I think hospitality. Like I think there's just lands. Like just we get a lot of out of hospitality, yeah. and we get a lot of money for it also. <laughs>
1: So it is right. It's that it's that really like and that's what I heard you saying is like it is a really like perfect blend of being able to like are like just having a skill set of customer service, not only a skill set, but like a natural temperament for it. And I loved how you talked about like being able to like give people a great experience and not sacrifice like how people treat you. So that's, that's a huge, Mm -hmm. that's something big to hold. So I am very careful in the way that I write um, to people. Like very rarely do I apologize. Very rarely, unless I've actually done something that's like, whoo, I messed that up. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that, you're not happy with blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, I hear that you're really struggling with that. You know, I would love to address this. Like, tell me more about what would be helpful, or here's where we're coming from. And this is why we made that decision. Um,
2: so, I'm curious. so that's a part yeah. of it.
1: So, it sounds to me like you have a really good blend of like customer service, and you have a natural bent and passion and excitement for spaces, for making spaces beautiful um, and comfortable. And I was gonna say that like, we do the arbitrage. We have we are renting a home in Old Town Louisville from an older gentleman who wants to hold on to his asset but doesn't want to do anything. So we signed a three-year lease with him and we fronted the money to set it up.
2: And paint it. We and painted do it.
1: And we cleaned up the landscaping. We brought in mulch. It was probably, it's a 2,000 square foot home. We spent about 25000 um, on furniture from Facebook Marketplace and mulch and trimming the trees. And
2: painting. The- we
1: painted the whole interior of the house. And we fitted it out, brand new mattresses. Um, brand new linens a lot from thrift stores like it's it's a cottage so like I, I mean like thrift stores are my jam like I love that stuff and I can tell you exactly like where we get our towels where we get our sheets like where we get like where what we get used what we get from Costco what we get from friends and family um so we spent about 25,000 to fit it out hold on to your socks. We assigned a lease for $3,500 a month. He would have gotten $2,800 a month from the rent, the property management company. We, I was like, I want to, I want to put him at ease. He's older. His wife is in memory care. I want him just to feel like he can breathe we're taking better care of his home than anyone would, that he would be taking care of it, right? Because we want to give people an amazing experience. We, and I don't know if we'll take all these numbers out of our podcast. It's in Old Town, Louisville. It's right off of me. It's like one block from Main Street. We, it's on Lafarge. It's like one block from our very, like, very first house. You know how much our average income is? On a 2,000 square foot property in Old Town, Louisville. Do you have a guess? Short-term rental.
3: Net or gross? Gross. Per month?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. How much do you think you're earning?
3: If you're earning gross, so before you take out the 3,500 and rent, I'm going to guess 10 grand. Since you're making me think it's a really high number. Yep. Right about 10. Oh, my gosh.
1: Between 10 and 12. 12 during.
2: An insurance company picked up a bill for a lady who had a giant house and they're like, the insurance is going to cover 12,000. Here you go.
1: 12,000 a month.
2: And so her house was in remediation and the insurance was like, here you go. And so she didn't cost her anything to stay there. And uh, the insurance was willing to be like, all right, you found a place It's in the right spot. Yeah, your we'll kids whatever.
1: can stay in school you can keep your job so that's what we made so it just happened right let the fires happened and the we knew the insurance companies were paying out we figured that out immediately when ten thousand people messaged us asking for a place to stay and we found out that insurance companies were paying um
2: and so what we ended up doing was saying okay what does a hotel room cost for a queen bed and these are three bedroom houses
1: and we allow pets
2: so here here's our price and the insurance companies were like yeah okay
1: and now we're into summer and so we're doing short-term rentals and we had it clean twice a month while she was there right so like we, we're we're always gonna like kind of keep eyes on the the home and make sure that things are getting fixed up and that nothing there's not you know like wear and tear she was just like an amazing guest but um yeah, now it's into summer and people will, people will pay to stay in a place. And, you know, once we got really good traction, like we, I, I think there are times where like somebody's not booking the house. And so I raise the price and someone books it. There's just something like, it's not, the answer is not always lower your price.